Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. Today we've got something a little bit different. I've got my friend Brian from the Courthouse channel, and he's going to be reading the first story. So, without further ado, Brian, take it away. Thanks a bunch, Steven. And hey everybody, my name's Brian. As Steven said, I'm going to be covering our first story on today's video. So, let's get right into it, shall we? My sociopath stepsister told everyone in school that I was adopted. My stepsister and I have known each other almost all our lives because our parents, my mother and her father, started dating when we were kids. I think we were about six at the time. Her parents were still married when her dad started going out with my mom, so basically he was cheating with my mom, who was at the time a single mom. Eventually, he decided to marry my mom since they were crazy about each other. His ex-wife refused to agree to a divorce, so for a very long time, he was married to her while openly dating my mom. I know he is kind of a bad guy, but one thing I have learned about love and two people in love is to stay out of their way. People in love will do anything to be together, even if it means hurting those who love and care about them. My stepsister's mom finally consented to a divorce and she was settled by my stepdad. They also shared custody of their daughter. My stepdad is a rich guy. He has a lot of money and she got huge checks for alimony each month until she remarried and moved to London with her French husband. Funnily, although my stepdad had a woman he planned to marry, he still did not marry my mom. It was not until after his ex-wife married her French husband that my stepdad finally picked a date for their wedding. They were engaged for a while though. Even though my stepdad had moved in with us before he and my mom legally got married and he shared custody with his wife, my stepsister never spent a night at our house. My mom even had the guest room readied for whenever she'd had to visit, but she never visited for more than an hour. She would come around and she and her dad would immediately go out together or something. We attended the same school though and I saw her regularly. My mom had told me in the past that her mother went crazy when she found out about her and my stepdad, so I always felt bad for her. I wondered what she went through at home with her mother. Once, I tried to talk to her about it. I went over to where she was hanging out with her friends and asked to speak with her. She followed me, looking around suspiciously, as though she did not want anyone to see her talking to me. I found that so weird because I had excused her from her friends and they all saw her leave the cafeteria with me. What do you want? I smiled awkwardly. Hi, we've met. I'm your stepsister. She frowned at me, then looked around nervously again. I am not your sister. Stepsister, I corrected her. Uh, whatever, I do not care. What do you want from me? I mean, you have my dad. What else would you like? What? I was shocked that she thought I had taken her dad. Interestingly, I don't have a good relationship with her father. It wasn't that we fought or anything of the sort, but we had no similarities or shared interest. He respected me and I respected him, so we were at most cordial. I tried to explain that to her, but she cut me off. Look, what do you want? I feel like I have asked this question a million times. If I have to ask again, I just might die. 
I just wanted to see how you were doing. You know, holding up after your parents' divorce. I hear your mom is not taking it well. Shut up! She yelled, interrupting my little speech. I was going to tell her that if she needed someone to talk to, she was welcome to talk to me. Are you out of your mind? She asked. I was suddenly scared. You must be out of your mind. How is my parents' divorce your business? She walked back to the cafeteria angrily. I just stood there looking and feeling stupid. Before then, she pretty much stayed away from me, and I stayed away from her too. We never spoke to each other, but we knew who we were to each other. After I spoke to her that day, she probably went from being indifferent about me to flat out hating my guts. She told everyone my mom was a homewrecker, and I soon was known as the homewrecker's daughter in school. No one ever said anything mean to me about it. My school had a very low tolerance for bullying and violence, but I noticed how they turned up their noses when I walked by or ignored me. One of my friends soon started to ignore me too. Eh, I didn't blame her though. She wanted badly to be one of the cool kids. I have never cared about being a <clears throat> cool kid. I just did not bother myself with stuff like that. I am a very pretty girl, one of the most beautiful in my high school. I may not have been popular or as popular as my stepsister, but I had the popular guys chasing me. Eh, I didn't date any of them though. I was with the school's top scientist and I was totally fine with my life. One day, I came out of the bathroom and saw a girl who was in one of my classes reapplying gloss on her lips. Can I ask you something? She asked. I looked around to be sure that she was talking to me. Uh, me? Yes, you. How did you feel about your mom dating a known married man? It feels weird, doesn't it? That man left his wife and daughter and moved in with you and your mother. I walked out and waited angrily for my mom to pick me up. I sort of resented my mom at first, but it just hurt me that I was being made to pay for her actions. I also hated my stepdad for doing that to his family and putting me on the spot too. My reputation as the girl whose mom is a homewrecker soon faded, and I was starting to have a normal, decent life in school again when my stepsister's mom got married. She did not like her mom's new husband and did not want to leave her life at school, so she chose to stay back. Since her mom was moving to a different country, she had to move in with us. Living with her was not as bad as I thought it would be. We mostly stayed out of each other's way. She never joined my mom and I at the dining table whenever we were eating dinner, and her dad was not home. Even when her dad was home, he would yell at her to come downstairs and join us at the table before she came down to have dinner with us. He got tired of calling her and the three of us ate dinner together without her. Her friends came around often, a bunch of loud girls, and sometimes their boyfriends came with them too. My boyfriend was friends with one of the boyfriends, so he sometimes joined in their movie night and generally hung out with them. He tried to make me come with him sometimes, but I didn't want to. She probably doesn't want me there, I would say to him. I was usually with my best friend anyway, so I barely cared about being excluded. My mom worried sometimes that I was feeling left out and would try to cheer me up even when I assured her many times that I didn't care. After one of their hangouts though, my boyfriend told me my stepsister's boyfriend had just broken up with her. They had apparently been having issues in their relationship. He said she was too clingy and could no longer stand her clinginess. My boyfriend encouraged me to go to her room to console her. <laughs> I don't think she would like that. We're not even friends. Well, I think you should. She's upset about it. We had to end the movie abruptly. He broke up with her via a text and she really should not have checked her messages while we were watching a movie. He broke up with her via text. What a jerk. So I promised my boyfriend I would check on her in the next morning before he left that night. When the next morning came, I knocked on her door and she asked me to come in. It was awkward and all, but she soon started talking about her relationship with her ex. 
I know I was clingy. I know that, but I have to be. Everyone has been taken from me over and over again. My mom is away in another country, and my dad remarried and does not pay me any attention anymore. He seemed to be the only one who cared, and I constantly worried about him leaving too. I felt sorry for her, and I told her that I understood her plight. I had dealt with the fear of abandonment too. Mine was even severe, so severe that I had to see a professional. Really? Why? She asked, staring at me curiously. Your mom is very present, and it's almost like she lives for you. You have a great relationship. Yeah, we do. Was it your dad's death? I know your mom is widowed. I was reluctant to trust her with my secret, but I badly wanted us to connect. I had always wished I had a sister, and it looked like my only chance to get one. No, it was not my dad. It wasn't him. Well, what happened then? I know the fear comes up after one has lost a parent of sorts when they were young. My mother left, I replied. Your mother? I don't understand, but she is here now. I'm talking about my birth mom, I told her. I regretted it when I said it, but sadly words can't be taken back. I knew my mom would be mad if she found out I trusted someone else with our secret. I'm not sure why my mom didn't like people knowing I was adopted, but she didn't like it. She told me many times to tell only the people that I trusted. You're adopted. My stepsister was shocked. I nodded and quickly added, Don't tell anyone though, I don't like to tell people about it, and my mom doesn't like it either. She nodded and we talked more about her ex. Yeah, she was clingy, but the guy was also kind of mean and didn't really treat her well. Plus, he broke up with her over a text. That was pretty disrespectful. I left her room that morning, feeling like I had connected with her. She even gave me a ride to school, and we were cool ever since, though she mostly still kept to herself. Now, I'm a swimmer in school, so my mom came to watch a swimming competition I was competing in some days after the conversation with my stepsister, and she also came with my stepdad. That was very rare because my stepdad is a businessman and is very often super busy. So I was quite surprised when I saw him, but pleasantly so because he paid for my swim lessons anyways and deserved to see what he had paid for. When I was walking with my stepdad and mom to where they had parked, I saw my stepsister watching us from afar. I said goodbye to them and tried to talk to her, but she replied to me coldly. I figured it was because she saw her dad come to watch my competition. I had heard her complain to her dad that he couldn't come to see any of her plays in a long time, so I can understand why she was so upset. I expected that she would get over it in no time, but eh, she did not. She stopped talking to me altogether. While I was hurt because I thought we were friends, I moved past it and we went back to not speaking. One day, I noticed that my boyfriend was not responding to my text, and my best friend was not talking to me either. I didn't know what was wrong, but... It was a weekend, so I looked forward to finding out why they were acting snobbish the next Monday. Well, it had turned out that my stepsister told everyone that I was adopted, and everyone had told everyone, so my best friend and boyfriend were mad at me because I did not tell them. After days of sending them messages apologizing and trying to get them to talk to me, my boyfriend finally forgave me. But my best friend was mad at me for a long time. She had trusted me so much, and I didn't tell her something that important. While I was struggling to get back in the good books of my boyfriend and best friend, my stepsister was preparing for a big play in school. She was one of the lead characters and would remind her dad every day about it. She even invited my mom too and she hardly spoke to my mom, so that meant it was important to her. I knew the best way to get back at her was to get in the way of her being present at the play. I never confronted her after what happened, but she was never sorry. She never apologized and I'm certain she knew my boyfriend was mad at me. 
As the date for the play grew closer and closer, I saw her in the hallway. She was just leaving her locker and a thought came to my mind. I immediately accosted her and asked her why she told everyone I was adopted. She tried to avoid me and run away, but I followed and pulled her back. Leave me alone, she yelled. I ignored her and kept calling her names to provoke her. In annoyance, she pushed me away. I'm quite small and <laughs> she's taller and bigger, so I fell and hit my elbow on the floor. I stood almost immediately and pulled her hair. Everyone soon gathered to watch and a teacher came in and took us both to the principal's office. Our parents were invited the next day and we were immediately suspended for a full week. My school had a very low tolerance for violence. They make that very clear all the time. So the play was scheduled for three days after that day, so that meant that my stepsister could not be in the play. She immediately burst out crying, telling our parents and the school principal that I started it. Well, she told everyone I was adopted. I trusted you. I yelled back at her. Her dad asked the principal if he could at least let her take part in the play, but he refused. Even if you had been attacked first, you ought to have reported her immediately. You know the rules. I may have been suspended too, but I didn't care. She did not get to be in that play, and that was all that mattered to me. You know, it pains me to see siblings turn into bitter rivals because of circumstances that are far out of their own control. Parents should always pay close attention to their kids to ensure that whatever the outcome of their decisions may be, it does not negatively affect those of their children's. The age-old expression, shit happens is real, but communication is always going to be key. Thank you, and back to you, Steven. Thanks, Brian. And guys, if you want to see more videos from Brian and you're also interested in crime videos, check out his channel. The link will be at the top of the description. That said, our final story of the day is I got my coworker fired from work. On a fine Saturday morning, I found out that my coworker was stealing from the company. Well, maybe he wasn't stealing, at least not technically, but he was misappropriating company funds. We Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Both worked in the finance department of our company and have worked together in finance for four years since the company was created. I oversaw how money came in and went out of the company and balanced our books, but he was fully in charge of the company's bank accounts. He made the deposits and withdrawals and only reported the figures to me. So while he had direct access to the funds, I didn't. 
I was aware of how the company's money was spent, but I didn't have direct access to the company's bank account and the funds. I'd noticed for a while how people randomly stopped by to see him. They would go into his office and speak in hushed tones, and then he would see them out. We had to share an office, but after we had our fight at work, HR saw to it that the office had a thin wall demarcation to prevent further troubles. I grew very suspicious when one day, I saw someone go into his office and an hour later, he came out holding a check carrying the company's logo. My company's logo was bright green, so it was obvious that he had written a check in the company's checkbook. I didn't get any report of that person having to retrieve money. Things like that came directly to my desk before even getting to him. He was in charge of the money and I was in charge of authorization. Money never went out without my permission. I caught on immediately that he was doing something not quite legal, but I wasn't so sure. Perhaps the manager had instructed him to do so, and because he was a silly, petty human being, he deliberately did not inform me so I'd have to bother him about it when I need to report it at the end of the month. I also figured that if he was doing something illegal or something that was against the company's policy, and I outrightly asked him about it, he would simply hide it better. And I didn't want that, so confronting him about it was totally out of the question. I'm a very vindictive person, and when someone hurts me, I get very determined to get justice for myself. I had waited patiently for this coworker to goof one day so I could run to human resources, so when I saw there was a loophole somewhere, I wanted to be very careful not to blow it. I knew something was fishy, but I also knew my coworker would be smart enough to not let anyone in the company know what he was doing. So I decided to get to know him outside the company. One Monday, our manager came into the office to say hello. He asked how my daughter was doing, and I responded that she was okay. I wanted to know what my coworker's interests were, so I moved close to the wall demarcating our offices to hear what our manager would ask him. How was basketball this weekend? I heard my manager ask. I noted that my coworker played basketball, but where? We both had assistants who worked directly for us, but were paid by the company. Later that day, when I saw his assistant come in, I randomly asked him if he played basketball too. Your boss plays, you know. Have you been to any of his games? Yes, I was once in the area one weekend, so I went with my girlfriend to watch him play. He's as good as he says he is, the assistant replied, beaming. Oh, where was the game played? I understand they change venues sometimes. The assistant told me where, and added that it was only played elsewhere if it was a game played against other communities. If it was a home game, it was played there. I smiled and muttered something about attending one of his games in the future before he left for his desk. That weekend, I went to that stadium, and as expected, it was where my coworker and his friend played. I didn't go close to the spectator seats to avoid being sorted by him. Instead, I parked my daughter's car that I came in to avoid my car being noticed by him by the entrance and got down to get drinks. I noticed a woman coming from the game area to get drinks too, and I smiled at her. Good game, right? I asked, trying to start a conversation. She smiled back, oh my god, yes, and finally the husbands are winning. I had no idea what she was talking about, so I just asked if she was there to watch her husband play. Yes, I've been coming here for a year now. We got married almost two years ago. Are you here for someone too? She asked curiously, looking at me as though she was trying to recall who I was. Ah, yes. I mentioned my coworker's name, hoping that she didn't know him. She said, oh wow, he finally got a girlfriend. 
I laughed and said, nah, he's not my boyfriend, at least not yet. She winked at me and said, I know, right? Men are always trying to keep everything on the low. I'm so glad to be married and done with dating. It's just so tedious dating these days. I can't even keep up with all the new dating terms. Has he been single for long? I asked. They said, to be honest, I don't know a lot about him. My husband barely does too. I do hear the men tease him about being single though. We're only grateful that he helped with that alone when we needed it. I was shocked, but I tried to conceal it. Was my coworker giving out loans with the company's money? She said, honestly, what he does is inspiring. I don't believe there's anyone in the country who gives loans at such a low interest rate. I flashed her a big smile. I guess private money lending can be one of the ways to affect people's lives positively. She nodded and said, Speaking of affecting lives positively, I would like to invite you to my church. We have monthly meetings for women. It's always amazing. Actually, my husband pastors the church. I understood then why she was being extra chatty, but I couldn't complain. She had given me all the information I needed to know anyway. I said that's lovely. Is there a flyer or something? Yes, she looked happy to have piqued my interest. She reached into her purse and handed me a flyer with three beautiful women on it. Invite your friends too, she said, and walked back into the arena. I didn't think much about the chatty pastor's wife. I only just wondered about the audacity of my coworker to start a private money lending business with company funds. That was crazy. I suspected that he gave out money, but I didn't expect that he made a full-blown business out of the money that belonged to the company. I knew it was suspicious that he still drove an old, crusty car when even his subordinates drove better cars. The car was only a ploy to distract people from seeing what he was doing. The next Monday, I marched straight to Human Resources to report what was going on. Our company, though a fast-growing one, was still growing so we only have three staff in human resources. Two of them were shocked, but one expressed that he wasn't surprised. There is certainly something suspicious about him, he said. I rolled my eyes in my head when he said that. He was the same person who had told me to my face that he didn't believe that my coworker would pick on me because he came off as a nice dude. As was the company's policy, they invited him but did not reveal who had reported him to the company though I expected that he would suspect me. Surprisingly, he thought his assistant had reported him. He tried to implicate his assistant and confessed that his assistant had known for two months. Our boss was very angry. He came into my office yelling and screaming. The HR guys had to come in to calm him down. He trusted my coworkers so much and had put him at the helm of affairs. He was thoroughly disappointed by what he had done. The legal team was invited and he was called in for a meeting. My boss kept telling everyone who cared to listen that he would make sure my coworker's reputation is ruined and that my boss never works in a finance firm in the country again. It was an interesting day at work. Everyone was talking about what had happened. My coworker was sacked that day. He was ordered to immediately stop coming to work while the legal team deliberated on whether or not the company should sue. I went home deeply satisfied that day. My daughter didn't understand why I was so overjoyed, but I knew what I had done. The legal team and his lawyer eventually agreed on settling out of court, but eventually that failed and they had to go to court. To this day, the company's tied up in a legal battle with my former coworker. A new person was employed, she's a great woman with a great work ethic, but also one that creates a fun environment to work in 
and I am ever grateful for that. One might wonder why I did that to my coworker. Well, here goes. As I mentioned earlier, that man and I started working for the company at its inception. He hit on me on the first day we met. I didn't encourage his flirtatious behavior because I was married at the time. One day he tried to kiss me at work and I shoved him away. I still don't understand what in my conduct or behavior made him think it was okay to just bring his lips close to mine. I shoved him away and warned him to never do that again. Ever since, he became very hostile towards me. I didn't care, I just went about my work as usual. For a long time, I thought that if I just ignored him, he would become tired and let me be, but I was wrong. He kept being so critical of whatever I did at work. He kept making disparaging and deriding comments about my work. When I was promoted and had to share an office with him, he insinuated that I must have slept around to earn a promotion. He turned my former assistant against me too. The two of them bullied me so much that I had to report them. HR told me that I was free to let go of my assistant. She was employed by the office, but she worked for me, so I had a house and could decide whether I wanted her or not. They also created a wall to limit interactions with my coworker. They only did that to shut me up because none of them believed all that I had told them about my coworker. I didn't blame them though, he pretended to be a saint and made extra efforts to make everyone love him at work. He paid compliments to people and joked around. Everyone felt that I was the problem. They asked why I was the only one who seemed to think he was a jerk. They also hated me for firing my assistant. For years, I was hated at work. People actively avoided me and saw me as a troublesome person. Nobody believed me when I said he'd made passes at me either. What however made me hellbent on ruining him was when he tried to get me fired. A year before I exposed his deception to human resources, my husband left me. I was heartbroken and hurt. I was so hurt that I felt physical pain in my chest. I had a hard time focusing on my job. I was always sad and in despair, so I had to apply for a leave. HR was kind enough to grant me 21 days off, so I stayed home to handle my feelings properly. I spent 21 days in my home working very hard on my recovery. I also talked to a professional with my daughter. At the end of my leave, I was ready to go back to work and do a great job again. Naturally, since I'd been away from work for a while and was out of touch with everything that was happening at work, I had a slow first week. What did my petty colleague do? He went straight to my boss and complained that I'd fallen off. He even mentioned that my mental health may have been affected and that I could no longer be trusted to do a good job, especially since my job had to do with numbers. I was annoyed when my boss came to tell me this. I went straight to his office and attacked him. In hindsight, I should never have done that. Doing that cemented my reputation as the crazy lady. The only reason I was able to keep my job was because of my stellar performance before I went on that leave. I was, however, excused from work for three more weeks. This time, it was unpaid. I stayed at home feeling bad about myself. All the work I'd done on myself came undone. I felt very crappy all through my stay at home. When I eventually resumed again, I walked on eggshells and worked extra hard to prove to my boss that I was okay and fit for the job. I would have lost my mind if I had lost my husband and job in the same year. While I was grateful to have been able to keep my job, I hated my coworker and sought ways to destroy him. 
That's why when I suspected that something was not right, I pursued it with all my might, and I felt extremely fulfilled when I eventually got him fired. I considered sending him an email to let him know that I was the one that exposed him, since it was never mentioned to him, but my best friend advised against it. She pointed out that he could find me and harm me or have someone do that for me if he found out, so I never told him. Surprisingly, he didn't suspect that it was me, or he probably did and just never showed it. That was how I got my colleague fired for picking on me at work. Although there's a crazy amount of backstory and this guy deserved to get fired for a litany of things before OP ever truly got something undeniable to fire them over, regardless what OP did here was the right thing. It's just sad that OP felt the need to like become their own personal private investigator and look into the depths of everything because they wouldn't have took OP seriously otherwise. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear some more crazy revenge stories, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.